0: Hello and welcome! It is the season five premiere of the Studio Cellar. We have Dennis Cornetta on, and we are going to talk about character development. Studio Cellar.
1: What's up, all you beautiful people out there in podcast land? Uh, I'd introduce Dennis, but he hasn't shown yeah, up. Yeah, he yet. hasn't even
0: showed up here, and uh, we introduced him and everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, usually he's here by now. I mean, wait,
0: no. wait! What the hell is that?
1: I, what the? Oh! Oh! Jesus Christ! Oh! Oh,
0: there he is! Hey, how's it going, guys? That was quite the impressive entrance you just oh, made. Oh,
2: thank you, thank you! I I can jump pretty high.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> super impressed because there's no windows in here. And we're in the no. basement. Well, that would explain the falling down yeah, noise.
2: Uh, well, like it was it was a glass door that I well, just came through.
0: So. Really? The yeah. glass door? I don't see a glass door either, but that's okay.
1: Uh, oh. oh, yes. Well, anyways, welcome Dennis, As uh, usual our, our uh premier guest yes. in, of the studio cellar. Um I actually want to start the show off with um just uh, some some shit's happened while we were away. Really? Uh Dave Brockie Passed away, oh, a.k.a. Man. Otis Orungus. That's right. Uh, I wanted to talk about that because, I mean, we're obviously, the three of us are pretty big Guar fans. Guar was a, a big influence on Tom and I's band. For sure. Habitual. For For sure. Uh, I know, Dennis, you're a, you're a big Guar fan. Absolutely. So that was... Uh, it
2: was one of my, probably the one of the first real heavy metal shows I went to.
0: Ah, where well, we got the that, Mock the Vote. That fateful it's night tour. in January. Yeah, it was man, Brad's birthday. Was Brad's
1: birthday, I think there's a, a picture that immortalizes that oh, night yeah. forever. There is, yeah. Us,
2: us covered in grime and bile and yeah. blood and in my kitchen in that my Tom's mother
0: kitchen. took. Yep.
1: <laughs> but anyways, yes. Uh you know, R.I.P. Dave Brocky yes. uh you will be missed. That was just out of nowhere, really. Yeah. On a lighter note. We're going to talk about character <laughs> development. <laughs> You're
2: going to say, on a lighter note, the Ultimate Warrior died.
0: Hi, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <okay. Hey, laughs> oh, death. Oh, great. Uh, uh, the ultimate Warrior know, dying is super spe-
1: sad. Speaking of people, famous people dying, they they released. Um, they released the, the well, they, they didn't release. The camera guy um, who was there when Steve Irwin died, like, came out and spoke about his death. And he oh, talked yeah. about, like, the final moments. Oh, jeez And he said it was, like.
0: Was it intense?
1: Yeah. He said, like, the Stingray, like, just, like, stabbed the crap out of him. And there was blood everywhere. And they dragged him into the dinghy. And I guess he just, like, looked up and smiled at him and went. I'm dying. Those are those just died.
2: Those things are fast. Yeah. You ever watch River Monsters? No. There was an episode where he catches one and has it jam itself into like a big pork leg or something, mm. and they show it in high speed and they just boom, 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 like it's just it's rapid fire that yeah. those things. Whoo! The ocean, <laughs>
0: scary, scary shit,
1: place.
2: scary place. Yeah, full I, of I, scary. Characters. I feel. I
1: feel like whoa. I feel, yeah, definitely. Now, are any of your characters based on sea creatures, Dennis? Uh, a
2: few of them. Good question,
0: the Jimmy. The,
1: the bunipus, is.
2: bunipus is half sea creature.
0: <laughs> half what? Half octopus. Half and half what? Half bunny. Oh, the bunny. Okay, I follow. <laughs> no,
2: he's just half an octopus.
0: <laughs> just the legs? Just, just, just
2: the tentacles? Just the legs scuttling around. He got away from the uh, the calamari basket. <laughs>
0: It's disgusting. I mm. actually think about
1: it. You know, I heard that uh, some calamari actually isn't squid. It's uh, pig anuses. That's okay. Really? It's all, it's all it's, meat. still tastes good. <laughs> Is it
0: fried and have peppers? All yeah. right, I'll eat it. That's yep. for me.
1: Anyways, so you, <laughs> what other characters from the sea do you have, Dennis?
2: Pro, um... Not a lot developed from the sea. I've got a lot from the land though.
0: Oh, well that would explain Southland. That right? would
2: explain the Southland. And Jimmy, I have a little gift for
0: you right here.
2: Oh, thanks, pal. Right there is uh oh, is wow. my ver- is my very first
0: book. Ah, so yeah, so uh, since you, last time you were on, didn't you mention this art book? I did. It was in the it's been in the works now. There's about 5 years worth of work in
2: that book. And the majority of it is characters, all original characters. Um, the worlds that they live in, the lands, the uh, random gadgets they use, but it even for the most smells part, characters. like a new book. That's right. It's hot off the presses. Right, well, right to you.
1: This is uh this is a pretty quality shit. I think you should go right on over to denniscornetta dot com. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't I, exist. Well, if it
0: existed, you could. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. Does it exist? Does anyone else named Dennis Cornetta have the? Uh, no, that, I think that? I
2: actually still own the. Uh, the web address because I used to have a denniscornetta.com but I didn't pay for it. <laughs> and it... Was... And it went away. And it went away. So that's so, what, that's what happened at Coco Habitual. Went away, went
0: away. Yeah, we just let like Coco Habitual's website die just, just recently. Yeah. yeah, we're just like, eh, I want not know. But uh, you've been working on this, like you said, for many years. It's just mm-hmm. a culmination of a lot of the art you've done. Now, what's uh, specific about this book that, that you're super proud of?
2: Well, this book, it's a it's, it's, uh, one... Concealed story, if that makes any sense. It's not just a random collection of art. It's it's all leading to something bigger. It's it's a, f- a friend of mine described it perfectly. It's like a pitch bible. If I were ah. to, if I were to go into a studio and, and pitch this as a cartoon, I could just slap this down and say this is the basis of of the of their world. Yeah, yeah almost I, I like feel, a prospectus. Exactly.
1: I feel, I feel like I could wake up on Saturday morning and throw on uh, some Cartoon Network and see this on there.
2: Because not not only is there art and characters and designs and things, there's there's also a, a few comics at the end that kind of give you a feel for this. If they were to go on an adventure, this is what it would involve.
1: So now I'm, I'm looking through this book, and obviously I, I see the three. Main characters that you have actually been kind of developing over the last since I've known you and probably and before, before yeah. That there's a
2: is they've been around for a greater portion of a decade, so I think about fourteen years now.
1: So, how did you come up with the ideas? Well, first of all, who are they, and how did you kind of come up with the
2: ah uh, the char- Well, the main characters uh, are Rodney Pokey and Waddles. They they are a team of paranormal investigators from uh, from a, a land that's. Not different from Earth, but it could be. You don't really know because they're all animals. I, you know, heavily inspired by the the old Disney cartoons of uh, of uh, yesteryear, Darkwing Duck and mm-hmm. Ducktales and mm-hmm. and other mm-hmm.
0: Disney ducks and Chimp Man Z the Chimp Man Z who is Chimp-Man-Z. one year old today. Yeah, one year old. Um, he's one year old today. <laughs> <laughs> and one year old last month. He's a, he's a year and a month. Oh, I that's see. right.
1: I'm pretty sure he died last year, a year ago. Well, no. Yeah. He died in June of last year, I think. Wow, why or well, no, are no, keeping tallies on everyone's death. Yeah, uh, what's with you
0: and the dying? I don't know. They bring this show right down Sorry. to the grave. Well
1: let's talk about
0: Speaking uh, of the grave, they do fight people. They
2: fight creatures from the grave. Oh. They, they investigate strange paranormal happenings and all sorts of weird, kind of spooky adventures.
0: All right. Um back to the comics that come at the end of this mm-hmm. book. Now these are all leading to one bigger story right well, the,
2: these were are what you would call one-off comics they're they they do not necessarily revolve around a bigger story but they it's it's sort of like a self-contained story it's however many pages it goes from a to z in those pages and that's it it doesn't really connect to anything it's just kind of like here's a moment in time of what they did mm-hmm. and it just it adds to their lore and adds to their their history
0: so it acts as like maybe like a character profile to kind of get yeah. you used to who these people are getting and, in a very it, easy way.
2: Getting people used to it and getting myself used to writing for these characters and really figuring out who they are.
0: Yeah, so so do those one-off comics uh assist in your character development Absolutely. that would uh kind of roll into your main big story.
2: Absolutely because once I finish these and i really get a feel for how to write these characters and not only write for them how to draw them and Mm -hmm, really mm -hmm. streamline their look uh it it certainly does add and and helps out with the longer bigger story and
1: so i was going to say when you're when you're approaching kind of creating a character and drawing a character is it like more of like i have an idea of a personality and i'm going to draw that or is it i drew this and then i come up based on what it looks like, what the personality is going to be.
2: Usually I'll have at least even a slight idea of what I want the character to be and how I want them to fit into the storyline, and that's really all I need to start. From there, I I mean, I'm a visual guy, so I will really get into the nitty-gritty of uh, visualizing the character, like you just said, even before they're fully realized in the story. Okay. So... I'll have them all down pat visually and then go, okay, I can fit him in here and then maybe he's this kind of guy.
1: Now do you build additional characters based off of characters that you've already create or is everything kind of its own like out of the out of thin air kind
0: like of Like organically editing? created.
2: Yeah. A lot a lot of the characters I have kind of floating around in my head were just out of thin air and I I mean I came up with a lot of them years ago and they have been just floating around so really now I just put them on paper and just make them exist, but uh, I the stories that exist. I'll create new characters to fit those stories.
0: Oh, so. Very cool. Uh, so, so there's kind of two sides to character development. There's exactly. the character who they are, how they act, and then the other side is the, you know the look and the feel. Like kind of what Jimmy brought up earlier. It's the uh, you know which comes first. Uh, now, how do you go about creating a character visually?
2: Visually, uh, well, like I said, I'll have an idea of. Even the slight baseline idea of, is he a goofy character, is he a smart guy, is he a villain, is he a big, strong guy? So usually with that little grain of, of uh, character, I'll expand upon that, and that's what will start the visual process.
0: Now, I mean, are there any, for you in particular, are there any like certain shapes or certain lines that help bring those things? Things out of your characters. There's
2: always kind of a formula you need to stick to, whether or not you're doing a villain or a hero or a cute character or things like that. There's basic cartoon guidelines that you mm-hmm. need to stick to, so that kind of serves as a kind of a starting point. And then, of course, what what character you're working on. So, like a like a villain. Uh, villains are usually really pointy. You can see a lot of like uh, sharp edges, and mm-hmm. and you, they're not always skinny, but they're usually you know, you can tell they're malnourished and just sort of weird and off kilter looking.
1: Like Doctor Robotnik from Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, like, he was a bit overweight. Yeah, but he had he had a spiky mustache, exactly. very spiky, He's
2: very, very dangerous looking, very jagged. Exactly. Interesting. Throw another villain. Who's another villain? Throw uh,
0: another one. Scrooge McDuck. He's not a villain. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, he was kind of a dick, but he wasn't like a bad guy. He was just
2: Scottish and greedy. <laughs>
0: Scottish and greedy. Doesn't make him a villain. Uh, what about Kingpin?
2: Kingpin? from Jeez, you guys are naming all like round villains. Well, well, well I'm just trying to. Well, <laughs> I'm right, just, just just blow my theory
0: out of the <laughs> water. <world. laughs> well, no, I'm trying to come up with the contrast. What about so Fat you can...
2: Cat from Rescue Rangers? He was pointing. <laughs> no, out. he's a big ball. Eh, <laughs> ah,
0: fuck me. What do I know? Well, are there good guys with sharp edges? I mean, we we'll look at Nigel Thornberry. That Nigel, guy's pretty sharp, and he's, he's a good guy. He's pretty sharp. He's a Sonic good Sonic
1: the Hedgehog was pretty sharp. I'm just going to stick on the Sonic tangent right I think Jimmy just right wants here. to talk about <laughs> Sonic. Is that all you got?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a visual design that people have really been uh, opposed to. Have you seen the new Sonic game coming out? Yeah. And, no. Well, they changed around the character's some of them very slightly but knuckles you remember knuckles Yeah, yeah the I know red a yeah. yep, yep. he's now he's big and beefy
1: really he's not yeah. like
2: thin like, like sonic was nope now not a fan. it's and that's one thing that you always kind of want to pay attention to when developing different characters is their silhouettes mm-hmm. and yeah. that's one thing i kind of noticed that they wanted to break up because exactly like you said sonic and knuckles and even tails for that matter could have just swapped heads and kept the same body
0: oh for the most part well maybe not tails but yeah definitely sonic and knuckles
2: exactly and now they're even when you just black them out completely and make them a silhouette they're visually different and you can see that a lot with characters nowadays like uh team fortress 2 really uh developed the characters based on their silhouettes and every every character when they were just completely dark and there was no detail to them you could tell that's the heavy that's the medic and uh Left 4 Dead did the same thing. Mm. So working from a silhouette is
0: a great way to start. So just creating an outline, exactly, and then just filling in the details is yep. a cool. Oh, that's an interesting way to to do it. Is it? Have you do ever tried that? that? I have. Interesting.
2: Do I sound echoey?
0: No. Okay. You sound great. Oh, okay. Um, so, <laughs> okay.
1: so um, what's what characters uh, specifically have you tried the silhouette thing with?
2: Um. Well, most most of the characters I have right now, at least the main ones. They they existed, so I kind of had a, a an idea of what they looked like, what they looked like before they looked like they do right now. Wow, I can't talk. I think I, I, I think having, I follow you. Uh, <laughs> but no no no, uh, these characters went through a redesign, and then and I did start from a silhouette.
1: Okay. Interesting. Now, for something like, I know you were doing, uh, I think it was the month of February, you do the daily drawing. The daily draw. How do you kind of get inspiration to do something like that?
2: Well, like I've been saying, I have a really long linear story for these characters, and that always serves as like a pool of ideas for me to just, if I'm having a blank, it's like, well, they, they eventually will go on this adventure, so I can design the characters that live in the town, or the town itself, or... Uh, some gadgets they can use when they're in that town, that kind of thing. So it's always a never-ending pool of ideas I can just pull from.
0: So do you get a lot of work done in February for your stuff? Just because, you know, you got to draw something every day?
2: Uh, Believe it or not, a lot of work in that book was from last year's Daily Draw. Oh, cool. So there is a lot in there that was just pulled straight from that long uh, February competition.
0: Now, back to the book for a second. Uh, when when did you release the book, and um, kind of what was the size of the splash?
2: Uh, well, I released it right at the beginning of March, and the splash was decent. And, I mean, I sold it to a few friends, uh, a few people who I had no idea who they were. They just saw the ad and said, that looks really cool, and I'll buy it. But for the most part, it was artist friends and people who knew me and knew the book was coming out, so they were looking forward to it. And
1: how, is it how has it been doing? Have you got a, got a lot of good feedback on it? And...
2: Feedback has been great. Everybody who's bought one has absolutely loved it. They, you know, look it over every chance they get. Uh, but as far as uh, finding new people and continuing sales, it hasn't been that good. But, I mean, it's I knew that getting into it. This is kind of like a starting point. I, I don't have anything out there aside from the few websites I'm on. So this is the first actual uh, product for me that you can own and have in your home and look through it whenever you want. Instead of, i got to go on Facebook and find them, or i got to go on DeviantArt or Tumblr or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, did this get you um, just get you in, in contact with anyone different or anything like that?
2: Actually, yeah. Um, well, not necessarily the book itself, but... Having the book really helped me build a relationship with uh, uh, a designer who's fairly popular within the uh, uh, designer toy crowd, with the vinyl toys and and that kind of area. So,
0: well, who, who are you talking about? Oh, you think I
2: should? Ah, it's Brant Peters.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can say you. are t- t- I mean, so what? Well, what kind of things are you doing for Brant Peters?
2: Well, uh, just randomly, I wanted to. I love his characters, and um, I'm a big fan of all of his toys and design work. And he was kind of doing the same thing I was, like a daily draw kind of thing. He'd come up with a character every single night. And for a while, he was doing classic Universal Monsters. And he did A Creature from the Black Lagoon, and I saw it and was like, oh, my God, I got to sculpt that in 3D. So I did. He loved it, gave me some great feedback, and I I just kind of started a somewhat working relationship with him. Oh, that's so I, I sculpted two of his characters, and um, and that's pretty much it for right now. Just kind of been chatting with them and being friendly. And the creature that I sculpted, he liked it so much. It's actually going to go into production and be a collectible resin figure.
0: Well, that's fantastic. Well, because isn't that the realm you want to start to maneuver yourself towards? It's it like is, you know vinyl toys and that kind of thing. Well, well, that's mean, what I, you do for work, right?
2: Well, I, I it's baby toys. So for yeah, work, but... it's you know, it's it's work. What are you going to do? I, I'm very thankful
0: to be- Don't let them hear that. Ah,
2: go fuck yourself out. and They don't listen to this.
0: Uh, Who does? <laughs>
2: <laughs> we will after we record this. Oh, that's right. Hey, three people. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm drawing all day and I'm thankful for that. But yeah, the world I really want to get into is designer toys and vinyl and resin and, and collectible things like that. Because I just love that whole world, and I love the feel of the toys and the co- collectible kind of
1: hmm. <laughs> <laughs> being able to have something tangible. Exactly. Yeah. Um, going back, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Going back to character development. Now, Tom and I have obviously known you for over a decade now, and we've kind of seen the evolution of these characters. Do you feel like they've kind of they've finally reached a final state or are you still changing them? Are they at
0: their zenith?
2: That's a good point to bring up because that is why I came out with this book because I finally feel like they have reached a point where they visually they look good enough to Present to other people. It's like For, a
1: perfectly ripe banana. Exactly. <laughs> it's not.
2: It's not too spotty. It's certainly not green. It's just right. So yeah. when you eat it, it's like, oh, it's a good banana.
1: Oh, oh. I had one of those the other day. Oh, I can't wait, wait! I a just,
2: love
0: a just just got a banana. batch of bananas. They're all a little green when I got them. I'm very excited to bust into that bunch.
2: That's gonna be a good bunch. <laughs> Jesus, but that, that's a great point to bring up because yeah, I think very slightly they might change but yeah. it and like like i kind of said earlier that's only to to really streamline them when i start doing more comics and bigger collections of art it's it's only just to keep a very streamlined look i think i've i've already gotten to that point but they might change you know by 5% it's not going to be that much of a change <laughs> You all right, man? You doing okay? <laughs> I, just, I just hope I'm, I, I did good. Now,
1: do you have any plans to do any, I mean, because you said, like, this is kind of, it kind of has its own story to it, its own, you know, it's its own comic. I Do you have any plans to do anything in parallel with it? Like, new um, characters oh, oh, a new absolutely. story? Oh,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, it's an ever-expanding universe, so, I mean, I have plenty of characters and worlds and different adventures to introduce, but I, I, I just have to get there.
0: Now, do you think that uh, this book has propelled you towards uh, you know better relationships, more ideas, and, and getting that bigger story complete? Was this a stepping stone in that direction for Abs- you?
2: Absolutely, because now it's a point where this is done, and it's, it's not like I can say, well, I'll come out with my book first, and then I'll get into comics. It's like, well, the book is done. The only next step is comics or, or the the greater story. So that's kind of what I have to focus on now and yes. really delve dive into.
1: Oh, Tommy's... Tommy's got some snots in his nose. It's all right. I, uh, <laughs> it's I'm sick.
0: Season. I'm sick. I got a question. Uh, if you can't tell. When
1: are you going to fucking draw me right in the goddamn oh, washing machine? Jesus. Oh,
0: snap. Oh, Jesus. Let me guess. You want a tattoo? No. No,
1: I don't <laughs> want a tattoo People, of me if, if you really flying wanna, a washing machine in outer space. If
2: you want to get into my good graces, ask for a tattoo design. No, don't ask <laughs> for a tattoo design. Oh, there's nothing I hate more. Hey, man, draw me a tattoo. Okay, here's one. I'm not getting it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, glad I wasted time. That could have been time working on my story, but I've drawn your fucking name in gothic letters. <laughs>
0: Stupid Celtic cross
2: oh, or something. Geez.
1: Uh, um How many characters do you have in your, your character universe? Oh, wow. Countless. Countless? Countless. Yeah? What, right, what are some of your right favorites? Now I, uh, right. yeah, that's a good
0: question. Wh- who do you like the most in your universe? Like, okay. what, wh- which one of the characters do you jerk off to the
1: most oh. when you're going to sleep at night? It's wow. funny, because I, <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't... Jerk off to anyone. <laughs> I, I
2: <don't laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I actually don't have any sexy characters, which is kind of strange.
0: No, you. like Jessica Rabbits? Yeah, nothing, nothing like, like that.
2: that. It's too weird. I don't want to get into that kind of crowd. The, I like these the, characters. furry realm. Yeah, because really? like, yeah, I dr- I draw you know, cartoony animals like Bugs Bunny and and fucking them, but <laughs> I will not be drawing them fucking them. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: no, but no, but so I mean, are there any characters like obviously besides the original three here that uh, I really like that you were like wow like this is I really like this character.
2: Uh there's one character who they are going to start dealing with in, in the first story. His name is Sykes, and he's a weasel. And he's got a, a sweet purple pimp coat, and uh, he's really, like, kind of... He's a weasel, so he's all, you know, skinny and decrepit. And, but I haven't really expanded on exactly how what role he'll play, but he's very, very cool-looking visually, at least in my opinion. I think he's, I think he's pretty badass. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, some of my favorite weasels... Who framed Roger Rabbit? That,
2: that's, that's where he comes from.
1: Yeah, yeah some Never bit.
2: trust the weasels, and that rings true for everything. <clears throat> well, isn't Pokey a weasel? No, he's a porcupine.
1: Oh yeah, actually, yeah. I, I am.
2: I am turning that into a uh, kind of like a, a funny little one-off joke that'll happen every now and again. People will mistake him for a bear. <laughs> and he's kind of uh, self-conscious about that because he, he trims his quills. He doesn't have any quills. They make him self-conscious, and in turn, people mistake him for a bear. So he's like, "What the fuck? <laughs> I hate my quills. I trim them. People think I'm a goddamn bear. I'm not a bear. I'm a porcupine." <laughs> Fucking. That's boom,
0: boom, boom. <laughs> a character yours I particularly like. Every time I go across him, I always laugh, and it's that mutated radish.
2: i haven't thought of a name yet he's just mr radish right now i'll
0: say i just call him radish man
2: the radish man he's a giant uh sentient radish (laughs) and and he he doesn't have a mouth he just he communicates through uh, uh telepathy and i imagine if if it ever was animated he would have uh lawrence fishburne's voice
0: ah maybe we can get him to do your voice. Because he's
2: he's a very uh, stoic sounding voice and that's exactly what he is. He's very calm and stoic and he's a Morpheus kind of. Yeah, I'm
0: like a Morpheus. Yeah. Exactly right.
2: But he's a big radish.
1: <laughs> and are he's there, in the book. Are there characters that you spent a good amount of time on that you were just like eventually like, no, fuck this. I'm not using this A character.
2: couple characters, yeah. There's one I want to... Um, uh, they work in a bar. They own a bar and I wanted to have a character... That kind of runs the bar when they're not there, and uh, I just can't, I can't nail down a visual look for him. So I'm thinking about scrapping him, but I don't want to. So it's kind of like I keep going back at it. It's one of those things where I'll have nothing to draw, and then oh, I could draw him, and then I try, and it's like, ah,
0: fuck this. Base it off a of mo. Mo. Well, I, I got. I was gonna say you should try and base it off the. Uh, that the bar owner and true detective, you know, that like like sniper guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'd be kind of cool. He just
2: doesn't talk. He's just kind of there like hanging out. It's
0: like this old veteran.
2: Because I was thinking he's kind of a like the strong silent type character. I'm like, I just can't nail down a good look for him because I want him to look good. Like I said, again, the silhouettes, they all have to kind of mesh together when yeah. they're standing together and, of course, fit into the same world uh, visually. But I just can't can't get it.
0: So, rolling that into character development, you hit roadblocks every so often, correct? Every so often. How do you get around those? How? What would you recommend to somebody to get around a, a, a visual roadblock?
2: Uh, visual roadblock? Um, I just try try as many different forms as you can think of, and maybe if you don't have the character nailed down in writing yet, try and just, you know, if you have him as a strong tall character try just completely flipping the coin and making him a little bitty weak character and maybe that will work visually for you but uh, there, it's nothing i can think of except for uh, keep trying
1: yeah well i mean keep trying until <clears throat> you
2: nail that visual look that you really like
1: going back to the daily drawing thing do you give yourself an allotted time like oh, i'm gonna do this i'm gonna give myself an hour to do this not really no I,
2: for a situation like that you have all day so I mean, it's it's just something that I can, I can com- start and complete within that day. Okay. So it's never something too huge because I have done that before and I've gotten the inks done at midnight. It's like oh, I wanted to color this and shade it. It's you can't really get that far. So
1: yeah, but it's still a drawing. I mean, you still have something. I mean, I, the reason I brought that up is because um, I've been doing a lot of research and stuff on the internet about like writing music and stuff like that. And then a lot of the times they say like. You know, you're giving yourself too much to play with and too much time to write something, so you're second-guessing yourself. You know, you should allocate a few hours once a week where you just sit there and you come up with stuff.
2: That, that is a good way to, to kind of start yourself off, even going with silhouettes. Maybe give yourself a—there is a thing when you go do form drawing. It's like you only have a few minutes or maybe even a few seconds to do a form like a, a model standing there, so you draw the form. Uh, and usually it's just a couple quick, you know, gesture lines or something like that. So that is a good starting point to say say to yourself, all right, I'm going to bang out so many drawings in five minutes and yes. just get down as many as you can, as many silhouettes or as many just quick gesture drawings as you can in five minutes or 30 seconds or something like that.
1: Well, even, just... with, even with mixing, it's the same thing. Yeah. They, um I've read a couple of different articles about doing the 10-minute mix exercise, mm-hmm. which is where you force yourself to mix an entire song in 10 minutes because it's it forces you to take take what you already know and grab what you know and use it and figure it out quickly rather than being like, "Ah, oh, well, I've got seven different compressors here. Yeah. Oh, which one do I want to use? Yeah, instead
0: of goofing around, yeah. playing with sliders, you're, you're honed in on like, well, I know I need to do this, so let's get this done. I know I need yeah. to do this. Less is more in these scenarios. Right? Exactly,
2: and that's one thing I kind of have to fight internally in myself because I tend to noodle things for oh, yeah. days on end. So going at it with that mentality, even for like a daily draw, it's like I have a day to start, finish this, let's just get this out, or I have 10 minutes to start this, so let's boom, 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 let's get it all
0: done.
1: How does that translate to your field there, Thomas? Uh,
0: Well, actually, I I have a good example. Just recently, um, I was working with somebody remotely, and typically I do all of the color correction for all of our videos, and uh, they were working on the project on their location. They sent it back to me so I can do some color, and I was like, I only have maybe a half hour to 40 minutes to color maybe seven or eight interviews. So I was like, well, now I have to really make sure I get the exact right things done. I can't sit around and play with stuff and make it cool. I got to hone in and get the exact things correct. So it's kind of like your 10-minute mix yeah. where it's just like I have just so many minutes to work on these yeah. these colors. And I, and then like I revisited it today, actually. And I was looking back, and I was like, actually, it came out pretty good for as fast as I whipped these out. Well, I was going to say, even in like school... I wrote all my best papers,
1: like, the night before it was due. (laughs) (laughs) All my best
0: papers when uh, Weinstein was walking around grading them? That's when I wrote my best stuff.
2: (laughs) Shout out to uh, Ari Weinstein if he's listening.
0: Uh, He won't be. He won't be. (laughs) He never listened to that Coco album. He's not going to listen to this.
2: He's too busy grading papers.
0: (laughs) He is a busy guy. I'll give him that. He just had a kid. Did he? Super busy guy now. Super busy guy. All right, let's move on to...
1: All right, this week's picks of the week are brought to you by Titty Winks, not to be confused with the Tiddly Winks.
2: <laughs> what, what's a Titty Wink?
1: A Titty Wink is uh, it's uh I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna go with that. You got it, nothing? It's, it's collectors' cards. Titty Winks. Uh, I thought, tits, and they I wink thought it was you.
0: gonna be a a surgery that put eyeballs in your tits. That works. I thought it. And was you win- could see from <laughs> from your titties. <laughs>
2: I was going to say, it's when a nipple is in any state and it
0: pops out to an out.
1: That's a titty Yeah, one. that's
0: what the show is brought to you by. <laughs> Popping tits. <laughs>
1: all right. For those of you who don't know what picks of the week are, it's when we go around the table and we talk about a uh, film of the week, an album of the week, a book of the week, a TV show of the week, uh, a comedy show of the week. Uh, how did I get them all?
0: Um, there's lots more there's because a lot there's lots, lots of things to choose from.
1: You know, it's a new season, it's a new day, Dennis. Let's start with you. Oh, All right,
2: my pick of the week. It's uh, can go back and forth between an album and a stage play. It's the Book of Mormon,
1: ah,
0: brought very to you by nice.
2: Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and Robert Lopez to ah. the music
0: and the lyrics. I know you just uh, just saw that in Boston, Boston, didn't you? Saw it on
2: Sunday at the Boston Opera House with my girlfriend. friend, <laughs> and it was wonderful. We laughed till it hurt. Did
0: and- you laugh? Did
1: you cry?
2: We laughed, we cried, we pooped a little. Uh, the songs are just so catchy. I showed Tom a couple. They're ve- they're very good. They're very good. You know, it's it's that same kind of cynical, crass humor that Trey and Matt bring to South Park, but scaled back a bit because you know it's Broadway and everything. But it's it's a lot of fun.
0: Now, what is it about? Like, just give me the baseline. Baseline, what, what the hell is uh, it about?
2: Two Mormon missionaries go to Uganda to uh, you know be Mormons and try and sell the word, not sell, but convert. Uh, yeah convert the Africans to their religion and they kind of uh, throughout the journey they kind of question themselves and uh, the the religion itself and 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 just deal with the the happenings in in the tribe in in Uganda.
1: Now they're <laughs> not they, they're not Mormon, are they? No, because I know they have... they brought it in Orgasmo, the main character. Yeah, Mormon. He was a Mormon. There was a whole episode of South Park. I think on they Mormons. just think it's funny. There's
2: been mm-hmm. a few episodes of South Park dealing with Mormons, and uh, they both grew up in Colorado. Trey said this All in right, a bunch right, of right, interviews, right. Yeah. and they know about Mormonism. Probably had friends who were, and it's just kind of a thing that's always. Uh, it's always intrigued them like they don't it's not that they dislike it it's just like this is so fucking weird and the people are just so nice and happy it's like we what what is with this religion it's just so strange and it's not like a weird scientology thing but it's kind of is and it's like just
1: strange eh, all religions are weird it's true all religions are strange, strange. which is funny because like people you, are strange you see you see one religion I like go like what that's stupid you believe that and it's like well look what you fucking believe
0: <laughs> yeah i know i hate that 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 not being able to look at yourself in the same way you look at others is totally why the crusades happen
2: yeah and that's kind of the that's kind of the development these characters go through in the play that they you know they they're devout mormons at the beginning but then at the end they realize it's not re- the religion itself that's helped the people it's just the idea and the the humans helping humans kind of thing. It's not necessarily the the religion. It's people helping people.
0: Yeah, at its core, that helps. Yeah. It's always people.
2: It's always people.
0: Interesting. Very I'll have good. to check that out. Coach. I'll have to listen to it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Me, Jimmy Short
1: sure. go Jimmy. Me? All right. Um, I don't think I brought this up on the show. And I was driving back from uh, DC this weekend, and uh, In Absentia by Porcupine Tree. It was the the first Porcupine Tree album I listened to. And uh, I fell in love with it and I put it on uh, for the first time in a while on the trip home. And I was like, wow, I love this album.
0: Still, yeah. yeah. It still rang true.
2: They uh, don't have any vocals, do they? It's all like ambient kind of instrumental stuff. No, there's it? no vocals. Yeah, I think. He
0: sings. you thinking, thinking of Pelican? Else? You're thinking of Pelican. Yeah, okay. Pelican doesn't do, uh, they do a little bit. It's the no, P- no, Pelican doesn't do anything. Isis does a little bit. Yeah. yeah. All right. no, my bad, bad,
1: I thought it was the yeah. peas. The peas. But yeah, no, it was um it was one of those albums that just helped me kinda go further into the you know what you know what that album did for me? Because I used to be such a big like dream theater guy and like technical music. It really kind of transitioned me from the progressive technical rock to the more ambient stuff because it had both. Douche-y. It was a nice it was a
0: nice balance. Excellent. And that's why you like Opeth, too, because it's got yeah. that, that balance.
1: Yeah, the singer of Porcupine Tree actually produced a few of the Opeth albums. Mm. Opeth's sick. <laughs> I love that guy's voice. Tom does not like Opeth. not really? M- I'm still... I, don't, I, don't
2: I mean, it's been years since I listened to it. I'm probably completely wrong, but I just remember him sounding... No,
0: good. he's awesome, because yeah. I like uh, his death metal band, uh, Bloodbath. Ah, uh, Muffin Tops. Yes, Muffin fucking Tops. <laughs> <laughs> uh esta fiesta for death <laughs> um, but no he's got a great voice he's he's very cool I just don't I just can't get into Opeth I just can't do it
1: the new Elms uh, new Opeth albums coming out in June I believe hmm. but yeah Tommy
0: alright my pick is going to be a television show which I don't think I've brought up on here before
1: she, oh I thought you meant TV in general
0: <laughs> uh, mine's going to be television I, I hope it's what I'm thinking about. moving on uh, I don't think it's going to be what you're thinking at all. Um, Pee-wee's uh, Playhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a pretty good pick of the week, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> I, used to, I used to love that show. Um No, I'm going to pick a show, Comedy Central show, and it's called Broad City. Mm. I don't know if you've uh, either watched I know you watch Review on have Comedy you Central. Have watched it yet? I have not watched Review yet. That's Andy Daly, isn't it? That's Andy oh, Daly's God. show where oh, he just yeah. reviews life events. Is it for daddy? <laughs> no. Oh, not there's nothing on there for daddy. For daddy. Uh, but there's something for daddy on Broad City. Let me oh, tell you. Ho!
2: Is it a city full of broads?
0: It is. Oh, uh, no, it's about these two girls in New York. Um, ah, who, who, Sex and the City. Uh, no, those were four girls in New York, so suck it. <laughs> this is about two girls in New York. Ah, two broke girls. No, those oh. are... Actually. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, You may have got me there. I
2: call that show... Two unfunny girls. Oh, yeah.
1: Show <laughs> two
0: broke fun. girls is a fucking disaster to watch. I fucking
2: hate that show. I saw. Let's rag on. Ah, go ahead.
0: No, I'll just talk about Broad City real quick, but then we can get back to <laughs> making fun of <laughs> Two broke girls. Uh, but Broad City is really funny. And when we. Wait. Two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. Not the same show. Oh, this is okay. Broad City. Oh, okay. I'll say it one more time Broad City. Broad <laughs> City. And it's it's Two Girls in New York, and when the show first started, it came on after Workaholics. So we kind of got, just got rolled into it. We saw some promotion for it. like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And then by the end of the first episode, I was like, I don't know if I fucking hate them or I think they're funny. Like, I couldn't tell. And I was like, I'll just give it give it a little bit more and a little bit more. And so I watched the whole season, the whole first season, about 10 episodes. And by the end of it, they were cracking me the fuck up.
2: What's What's the comedian's name who's the main actress in that?
0: Um, I don't know her Isn't name. Isn't
2: she a, a popular, or, like...
0: I don't, I've never really seen them before, but I know it came from the web.
2: Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else.
0: They they got discovered doing their web show. I think Amy Poehler found it. And really? was like, yo, these are some funny bitches.
2: Well, if Amy and, Poehler thinks so. And
0: she was on an episode. Fred Armisen was on an episode. Hannibal Burris is a recurring oh. character on the show. I think he digs them a lot. They're really funny. They, uh, I mean, it's kind of like stoner, New York, young people humor. Okay. Um... But I, I mean, I thought it was really funny. They won me over, you know, by the finale. I was cracking up. So it was like a progressive build. Like you had to really get used to these characters, which I really appreciated. What are you laughing at, <laughs> I don't <know>. you motherfucker?
1: <laughs> so I heard the uh, "How I Met Your Mother" finale sucked. Nah, was, Who'd
0: you hear that from? Yeah, uh, the it's, internet.
1: Yeah, the internet's <laughs> full of cunts. The internet also
0: told me that I should shut the fuck up about Game of Thrones, and I'm not doing that. Yeah,
1: wow, good point. All right, let's play a game. Let's play. Is that
0: fucked up or
1: what? All right. Uh, Is that fucked up or what? Uh, I come up with it. I don't (laughs) come up with it. Uh (laughs) Somebody (laughs) stick
2: a spoon in his mouth. He's stroking
0: (laughs) it
1: out. I'm going to present a topic, and you're going to try to rationalize it. All right. So uh, this uh, (laughs) topic. Tom told me I have to give a shout out to Patrick DeCoste. Yeah, he was hey. the one who posted
0: this article. Patrick
1: posted, posted this article. Rick uh, of Petty. So, this Pat dentist in Rick. Canada, <laughs> I guess he won um, John Lennon's tooth in an auction or something, and he wants to clone uh, basically a baby John Lennon and raise it. <laughs> as
2: Why his would own. you want to?
0: I have a question. Just because you clone someone's DNA, does that mean their brain's going to be the same? That's what I was
2: thinking, too. Like, does he think the baby's going to come out? Like, can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's John Lennon again! (laughs) Didn't
0: John Lennon, like, run away from his family after? Did he not have, like, a dad? So, I mean, you're going to fuck up his upbringing by, A, being his dad.
2: He could be a completely different person who kind of looks like John Lennon. (laughs) You don't even know if he'll look like
0: John Lennon Seriously, that's just weird Because he'd have to have, I mean, yeah, he's got John Lennon's DNA But, I mean, are you, do you, can you make a, an exact clone from a tooth?
1: No, I don't think so Well, yeah. they, even the dolly sheep wasn't an exact
0: clone Exactly yeah.
2: But, I mean, sheep all look the same anyway so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can. I could tell
0: the difference between sheep, you yeah. idiot
2: <laughs> I'm sheepest. You are <laughs> I on. wish it was like the cartoons, though, because you'd, you'd, then you could have like an army of John Lennon's. Hello, John. Hello, John.
1: <laughs>
2: Let's go imagine.
1: Wait. wait Let's wait, go that. imagine. Let's go imagine. That was from Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, Hello, yeah. John. Hello,
2: John. <laughs> John that <not> hurt. <heard.
1: laughs> Dino DNA. All right. What do you think?
0: That, I mean, all right. Well, the goal isn't to actually identify it as fucked up anymore. It's to rationalize his thinking. Yeah. So, I mean, this guy's a huge John Lennon fan. He probably paid a lot of money for that tooth. Probably willing to pay a lot more money to have a little baby Lennon. <laughs> and it won't even beat John Lennon, because who the fuck is this guy? Like, who is this guy? Well, he's, he's a-
1: not going to mix his DNA with it.
0: Yeah, I understand, but then he's just going to raise it. So my name's, you know... Just Tom. Jeff. <laughs> Brockton. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Brockton. Hello, I'm Jeff Brockton. You, pick, you picked the
1: worst town in the fucking state. <laughs> Where are you
2: from? <laughs> Minnesota.
0: <laughs> Jeff Brockton from Minnesota. Oh, That's who he's I from am. Canada. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the guy's Canadian. Hey. <laughs> Let's go to a hockey game. Hey. <laughs> I'll yeah. buy you a Molson. <laughs> but, I mean. He's not going to be John Lennon as much as he wants him to be.
2: Yeah, I, I'm going to have to say, no, it's not fucked up, but let him clone him. Let's let's just get that out of the way so then we can finally say, yeah, a human was, was finally cloned and it was successful. Just to have that fucking guy watch baby John Lennon grow up into just some human... And then he goes, fuck, I wasted $6 million on a tooth, and, <laughs> and I, d- I didn't
1: get my John Lennon.
0: Well, how f- how fucked up is it going to be for that kid who's going to grow up with the expectation to be the new John Lennon? <laughs> He's
1: like, gonna put in a guitar in his hand, write a fucking song! Right?
0: <laughs> I don't know what this You're 16
1: is. years old, you haven't written anything! <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm a baby, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean... You haven't said anything witty! <laughs> <clears throat> my,
2: my balls haven't even dropped yet, mate. Bulls.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, come on. The only thing I can think, of, I mean, the thing the thing that disturbs me about this is is he, he might just be doing this for some kind of uh profitable gain. Uh, he wants to make sell a, his John a, Lennon he wants baby. To make, yeah, he wants to make a rock star so it can become famous and he can retire.
0: Yeah, but do you think do you, Well, here's a question for us. <laughs> do you think rock and roll is in your DNA?
1: I'd say so. You think?
0: Yeah. You don't think rock? You think rock and roll is genetic? No. You don't think rock and roll can be taught?
1: No. I think so.
0: You think it can or can't be? I, I think... don't.
1: I don't because I think there are people who just cannot play an instrument.
0: I don't think that's true. No. I do. See, I've I... seen it. Yeah, there are. St- no, there are people who have zero rhythm in their life.
2: I don't necessarily think it's the talent you're born with, but I think it's certainly the drive to create and the, yeah, like, the, that fire in your belly that makes you say, I want to go write a, a song or I want to draw cartoons or, I you don't know, make a movie, that kind of thing. So I don't, I think anyone can be taught, even a monkey like me.
1: I bet the human Z, uh... Rest in peace.
0: The Humanzy? Oh, man. The Chimpanzee. The chimpmanzy.
1: <laughs> All right. Whatever. Who's this is
0: Humanzy?
1: Yeah. You've been listening to The Studio Cellar. If you'd like more information, please navigate on over to www.thestudiocellar.com or slash The Studio Cellar. We are on Twitter. We are especially on iTunes, where you should be listening to all of our podcasts. Don't listen on Chrome, because they're a bunch of bastards.
0: Yeah, it's Chrome that's the problem, not Squarespace, nor iTunes. And if you're going to go to iTunes, write a review.
1: Yeah, please write us a review. Dennis, thanks for coming on. Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, My Facebook page,
2: facebook.com slash corny sketch. You can find updates from me. All
0: new art and... The book. And the book. Yeah, where can people um, contact you about purchasing your book?
2: Uh, Right now I'm in the works uh, making a website, but right now you can just um, message me on PayPal. My email address is denniscornetta at yahoo.com, D-E-N-N-I-S-C-O-R-N-E-T-T-A, and uh, just send me $20 and you'll get a book. What? That seems so
0: easy. It's very easy. Tommy? Plugs? Um, I mean, I really don't have uh, a plug, really, um, but I will mention that I am going to be participating in the 48-hour film project Ooh. for Boston
1: um,
0: that I was asked to be an editor for. Ah, very cool. So I'm very excited about that.
2: That's very cool. That's, that's kind of what we were talking about earlier, about having a very short time frame to just bounce. Ah,
0: something Ah, that's out. a good point, yeah, because you get 48 hours, you really don't, don't have time to think about it. You just got to execute, 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 execute. So yeah, that's that's my plug. I'll be uh, I'll be a part of a 48-hour film project that will get uh, you know, premiered with the rest of them.
1: I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. I'm going to go ahead and plug Adapter Adapter Oh-oh. because since the season finale, season 4 finale, Yeah. Uh, you're gonna mess that one up we've again been we've been pretty much full steam ahead. Played yeah. a few shows. So got check... that EP out. Yeah, I got the EP out, so check that out uh Adapter Adapter on Bandcamp or uh Facebook.com/adapteradapterofficial. And um, all right,
2: yeah. well, uh I'm, I'm I'm gonna take off uh, the same way you came in. Same way I came in. Thanks for uh, all right, all
0: right for Dennis. Having me, guys. We'll uh, right. see you later, all right. man. Right. Bye bye. Oh, all right. He fell straight up. That was pretty impressive. He did. That was good.
1: <laughs> all right. Anyways, I'm Jim. I'm Tom. And remember, stinky whiz chiseled chunks of slumber bumping jizz. I
0: was
2: like...